My name is Rob Booker. In 1937, Napoleon Hill wrote the Manifesto of Success that has become a beacon of hope to all who wish to achieve the impossible. I've rewritten the book with traders in mind. I hope you find this brand new version of the book helpful in your quest to think bigger, fulfill your life's potential, and to trade for a living. You can find me on the web at robbooker.com. And without further delay, here is chapter two of Trade and Grow Rich. I hope you'll love it. Chapter two, desire, the starting point of all achievement. Picture this folks, a guy named Edwin C. Barnes looking like he just tumbled out of a clown car. He hops off a freight train in Orange, New Jersey, but hold your horses, this fella's got a mind full of dreams that are more royal than a king's robe. As he marches from those train tracks to Thomas A. Edison's office, he's thinking, I'm gonna stroll into Edison's place, I'm gonna ask for a partnership, and we're gonna be talking light bulbs and inventions, baby. Now remember, Barnes's desire wasn't some weak, I hope this works out kind of thing. Oh no, it was hotter than a jalapeno on Taco Tuesday. It was pulsating and more definite than a neon sign outside a club in Las Vegas. This was like a trader who knows exactly when to buy low and sell high. Barnes knew what he wanted, and he was gonna do anything necessary to get it, including murdering Edison. <laughs> Just kidding. Including barging in on Edison unannounced. Bold. A few years later, Barnes is back in Edison's office, but this time his desire isn't just a dream, it's as real as a stock certificate. He's Edison's business buddy now. He's living the dream, and people are looking at him like, dude, how did you strike gold with this partnership with Edison? They see him rolling in success, but they don't bother to check out the strategy. So what's the secret sauce to Barnes's success, you ask? Well, he had a goal that was as precise as a laser beam, and he put all his chips on that bet. We hear so much about diversification that we forget one small detail. Diversification kinda sucks. A magnifying glass works the same way as goals. When we center all the energy into one point, one focus, it becomes white hot. It can start fires. It's that powerful. Just the rays of the sun through a piece of glass. Barnes knew this, or at least he knew the power of going all in on one dream, one goal with relentless purpose. When he first waltzed into Edison's world, he wasn't the one calling the shots. He was willing to start as an intern, just as long as it got him one step closer to his dream. Five long years went by, and not once did someone hand Barnes a success in inventing diploma. Nope, no magical formulas, no insider tips. To everyone else, he was just another cog in the Edison machine. But in his success savvy and focused mind, oh boy, in his mind, he was Edison's partner 24 seven, 365 days a year. He made it real, starting with assuming the win, assuming success, acting as if he already had what he wanted. Most people think that assumptions are bad. Barnes knew he had to use the power of assumption. Well, if he wanted to get what he wanted, he had to act as if it was a reality already. He had to assume the success. And I'm sure that on bad days when Edison would throw a gramophone at Barnes, <laughs> that Barnes simply reminded himself of the reason he was there in the first place. 
and that he was making his dreams a reality. And sometimes you had to go through the bad stuff to get to the good stuff. In that way, this story isn't just about Barnes. It's about the power of a definite desire. And you can apply the lesson in this story to your trading career. To put all of this into market terminology, Barnes cashed in on his dream because he wanted to be Edison's wingman more than anyone else on the trading floor. He cooked up a trading plan. And he didn't just burn trading bridges. He unleashed a financial fireworks show on him. He stuck with his desire until it was a reality. When you restart your trading journey, you're not going to be a hedge fund billionaire right off the bat but your thoughts should be those of a future trading legend as if it's already happened. As he made his way from the railroad tracks to Thomas Edison's office, Barnes's mind was hard at work already. He visualized himself standing in Edison's presence, discussing strategies and opportunities. He could hear himself confidently proposing a business partnership with the great inventor, driven by a burning desire to become a successful partner to the greatest inventor of his generation. Barnes's aspiration weren't mere wishes, they were concrete and persistent desires that had fueled his dreams for a long time. When he approached Edison, it was with a clear and definite goal in mind. A few years later, Barnes found himself standing before Edison once more, this time as a full partner. The dream that had once been a burning desire had transformed into a reality. People who knew Barnes now admired his success often overlooking the relentless determination that had propelled him there in the first place. They just saw the final product. They didn't realize that all of his success started with a definite purpose, a clear vision. Barnes succeeded because he had a singular goal and he invested all his energy, all his willpower, and all of his effort into achieving it. He didn't walk into Edison's office with vague intentions. That would be creepy, weird, and unsuccessful. Instead, he declared his ambition to become a partner. He was willing to start at the bottom, performing even the most menial tasks, as long as it brought him a step closer to his cherished goal. Barnes didn't entertain thoughts of quitting, even if things weren't going his way for an extended period of time. He didn't consider alternative career paths. Instead, he was resolute in the pursuit of success with Edison. He didn't keep his options open for other opportunities. There wasn't some kind of plan B. He burned all the bridges behind him, staking his entire future on his ability to succeed in this one specific way. If that sounds scary, you're right. It isn't easy to push all the chips to the center of the table. It isn't easy to burn the bridges behind you. But this explains why in our world of trading so few people make it. They have way too many backup plans. They don't give it everything because if it doesn't work out, they'll just go back to their crummy job. Plan B might as well be called Plan F for fail for this very reason. Barnes left no room for retreat or excuses. He had to win or his dream would perish. And that in essence is the Barnes story of success. Success or nothing. This tale serves as a powerful reminder that in trading as in life, a burning desire and unwavering commitment are essential. It's about having a clear goal, investing all of your effort into it, and refusing to consider failure as an option. Barnes's story teaches us that when you set your sights on a specific trading goal and commit yourself wholeheartedly, success becomes not just a possibility, but an inevitable outcome. Now, the morning after the Great Chicago Fire, a group of merchants stood on State Street, 
looking at the smoking remains of what had been their stores. They went into a conference and met to decide if they would try to rebuild or leave Chicago and start over in a more promising section of the country. They reached a decision, all except for one, to leave Chicago. They gave up. Imagine this. There was a time when a formidable merchant faced a daunting decision. His store had been reduced to ashes in the aftermath of the Great Chicago Fire. He stood among the ruins, his fellow merchants contemplating, and then actually abandoning the city for brighter prospects elsewhere. But this particular merchant, Marshall Field, had a different outlook. He pointed his finger at the remains of his store and boldly declared, Gentlemen, on that very spot I will build the world's greatest store, no matter how many times it may burn down. He built that store into exactly what he thought it would be, the greatest department store in the great city of Chicago. You see, it would have been easy for Marshall Field to follow the crowd, to take the path of least resistance when times were tough and the future seemed bleak. What sets Marshall Field apart from the others and what mirrors the determination of Edwin C. Barnes and countless others who have succeeded is this difference, the willingness to persist despite adversity and setbacks. Every person at some point in their life wishes for financial success, but wishing alone won't make you rich. To amass wealth, you have to have a desire so strong it becomes an obsession. You must create clear plans and back them with unwavering persistence that doesn't recognize failure as an option. I want you to remember this word, obsession. You cannot succeed in trading without it. You won't keep a detailed trading journal unless you're obsessed. You won't rise from your mistakes to do even better without obsession. You won't stay up late, miss family commitments, or get up early, or run through your setups over and over and over again unless it's the only thing you think about, or almost the only thing. You won't paper trade unless you're obsessed because paper trading doesn't make you any real money now. It only makes you riches later. The process of transmuting your desire for riches into its financial equivalent involves six practical steps. First, fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. Don't settle for vague wishes. Be precise in your financial goals. If you're not comfortable thinking about the money and seeing it in your bank account, think about where you want to live or the office you want to trade from or where you want to travel to or the kind of life that you want, but imagine it down to exact and precise details. The clearer the vision, the more likely it is that you'll know exactly when you're on the right path toward that vision. Second, determine that you're willing to give anything in return for the money that you desire or whatever goal you've set. There's no such thing as getting something for nothing, so you have to understand that there's going to be a sacrifice. And you might as well say, I'll sacrifice anything that it takes, because in the end it probably won't take everything. But unless you're willing to risk everything, meaning all of your effort, so much of your time, then you probably haven't been willing to give enough to get what you deserve. Third, set a definite date by which you intend to possess the money or the goal that you desire from trading. Fourth, create a clear and actionable plan for achieving your financial goal. Start implementing your plan immediately, whether you feel completely ready or not. The best first step that I know of is to create a trading journal. Just grab a document, Google Slides will work, and grab an image of a chart, pop it right in there in the Google Slides, then grab the text tool and write a few notes about that. 
All you're doing is documenting a trade setup. Maybe it's one that you took or one that you're about to take. This trading journal is going to end up being the story of all of the trades that you took to get you to the money that you wanted to make. I have found over the years that traders who are unwilling to save a chart and write some notes about the trades that they've taken or that they're planning to take don't end up achieving anywhere near the amount of money that they could be making. In fact, most of them lose money. Fifth, write a concise statement detailing the amount of money you intend to acquire from trading or the exact house you want to live in or the travel schedule you want to keep. The time frame for the acquisition of that goal what you're willing to offer in return, and a clear description of your plan for accumulating it. It might just be a few sentences, but you can keep those few sentences posted near or right on your computer. Finally, read your written statement aloud twice daily, once before bedtime, once upon waking. As you read, visualize and feel yourself already in possession of the money or the goal that you desire. I call these affirmations, and my modern version of this is I write down 15 times in a row something stated in the present tense that I want to achieve, but I state it as if it's already happened. I made $10,000 from short selling, I made $100,000 from trading, or I've paid for a house on the beach from my trading profits. Something as simple as that, written 15 times in a row, once in the morning and once in the evening, can make a remarkable difference in your life. It kind of seeds the back of your mind so that when opportunities arise, you'll pounce on them instead of wondering about them. And it goes much deeper than that. We could talk about that a little bit later. By following these steps, you can turn your burning desire for financial success from trading into a concrete reality. Remember, it's not enough to simply wish for riches you must cultivate an unwavering desire and a relentless determination to bring your financial goals to fruition. These six steps might sound like some mystical incantations, but I promise they won't require you to do a wizard's spell or wear a robe or watch Lord of the Rings a bunch of times or chant under the moonlight. Although all of those things can actually be kind of fun. First, you need to fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. None of that vague, I want lots of money business. Be specific. After all, your subconscious doesn't understand vague requests any better than a cat understands algebra. There's some psychological magic behind this definiteness, but we'll save that for another chapter. Second, remember, you gotta figure out what you're willing to give in return for that trading goal that you have. And sorry, there's no such thing as a free lunch in the world of trading. You can't stroll up to the money tree and expect it to rain dollar bills on you. You're going to need to do some work. You're going to need to start documenting those trades. You're going to need to share that documentation with others. You're going to need to paper trade a system before you can fully expect to make money from it with real money. You've got to know what you're willing to give in order to get what you want to get. Now, to remind you about step three, set a date. No, not a romantic date. Well, I mean, you could go on a romantic date with all your money one day. This is a date when you intend to possess the money or the goal. And no, you can't just pick whenever as your date or your subconscious will just shrug its metaphysical shoulders and move on to more exciting things. Step four is where the real action begins. You need to create a definite plan, then dive into it like a penguin into the chilly Antarctic sea. And here's the kicker. 
You start immediately, whether you're ready or not. It's like deciding to swim, but realizing, wait a minute, I forgot my swimsuit. I'm just gonna jump in anyway. Next, in step five, you have to write out a clear, concise statement detailing exactly what it is you want, the deadline, what you're giving in return, and how you plan to rake in that dough from trading. Think of it as your financial manifesto. And finally, in step six, you'll need to read your written statement aloud twice daily, or like I do, write it down multiple times in the morning and multiple times in the evening. Because nothing says good morning like a chat with your subconscious about your dreams and goals. Now, you might scoff at the idea of seeing yourself swimming in cash before you've even dipped in a toe. But here's where that burning desire comes into play. If you want trading profits so badly that you'd get five hours of sleep a night instead of eight, you'll start to convince yourself that it's inevitable and that you deserve it. Remember, only those who become obsessive about becoming a pro trader are able to accumulate riches from the markets. It's like, um, I don't know, becoming pizza conscious if you want a slice. Well, you'll find a way to get that delicious slice. So there you have it. Those are the six steps from Napoleon Hill to financial success, and they apply very directly to the world of trading. Just keep in mind that while these steps won't make you an overnight trading millionaire, they'll set you on the path to financial freedom. Now go out there, start dreaming, start planning, take a moment, pause the recording, and start writing some of this down. Now listen up, you dreamers. Every successful trader in history was a visionary. That's right. Clearly visualize exactly what your life will be like when you're the trader that you know you can be. I want you to picture the exact desk you'll be sitting at, the exact computer setup you'll be using. Where's your trading office? Is it in a new home looking out over the ocean or in the mountains? I want you to see it clearly in your mind. Make it so real you can see it down to the smallest detail. Details matter, as Jack Reacher would say. So here's the deal. If you can't picture yourself acquiring profits from trading and sitting in an exact office in exactly where you want to be, then you might as well be swimming in a pool of pennies instead of hondos. It's all about seeing those stacks of cash in your mind's eye before they show up in your trading account. Now let's talk about this golden opportunity that we have. The economic roller coaster of the last few years has brought us all down to the same playing field. It's like starting a race where everyone has a fair shot at winning. The rules, well, they've changed. And trading is no longer a game for just a few lucky folks or hedge fund managers. This is a race where anyone with a definite purpose, knowing exactly what you want, and a burning desire to get it, can come out on top. Remember, this new world craves innovation and new ideas. The world of trading wants dreamers who don't just think about what they want, but who take action. People who take action get results. And those results will help drive you forward. Even if a trading result isn't what you expected or wanted, inside of that result is a lesson, something you can tweak or change or keep doing in the future. Practical dreamers are what we need. That's the kind of person who turns his vision into reality. These dreamers have always been the ones shaping the world, from inventors to writers to leaders who've harnessed the unseen forces of opportunity and turned them into the modern conveniences that we can't live without. So, fellow dreamers, 
let's crank up that white heat of desire thermostat and start cooking up some big dreams. In this brave new world, it's time to think bigger, act bolder, and turn those dreams into skyscrapers, cities, maybe even a flying car or two in your future. Who knows, your dream could be the next big thing that changes the world. And you're gonna get there by doing the same things that have worked for traders for the longest time ever. Trade a proven system, test it first. Make sure it works with fake money, just paper trade it. And if you can't make paper trading feel real to you, then how are you ever gonna make it with real money? The problem in trading is that most people get nervous. They get too emotional when real money's on the line. By imagining yourself sitting in your perfect trading office, confidently taking those trades, you're gonna zero in on something that's true that most people forget. You're going to be the most successful trader you can be when it doesn't feel like real money. It just feels like a game. It feels like a game with unlimited lives where you wanna win the game and you're not worried about the money. So when you have a $1,000 account and it's really small, you're not gonna to worry too much about whether it's a $10 win or a $100 win. By the time you get to $100,000 and much more money is on the line, it's your calm focus without worrying about the trading that's gonna really do the trick for you. Now see, if you're afraid of money or making money or afraid of seeing your P&L go down when a trade goes bad, you'll be like a fish trying to climb a tree. You're not gonna go anywhere. But listen, there's never been a better time to be a trader. We don't have like wild new frontiers to cross across the plains or discover, but we do have an unlimited river of money flowing by every day in the markets. You can take some of that if you want. So when you're planning your path to riches, don't let anybody else rain on your parade or scoff at your dreams. Remember, the great pioneers of the past were once dreamers too. They had visions that reshaped the world as we know it. Columbus dreamt of an unknown world, and guess what? He kind of found it, or he kind of found it second or third. He was kind of also a terrible person, so let's skip past Columbus and move to another C. Who's another one? Copernicus. He dared to dream of multiple worlds beyond our own and unveiled them to us. No one called him impractical. Well, no one calls him impractical anymore. Remember this gem. Success requires no apologies, and failure permits no alibis. If life decides to throw a pie in your face along the way, just remind yourself that, hey, pie's delicious. <laughs> and every failure brings with it the seed of an equivalent success. It's like dropping a sandwich. You might lose a few pickles, but there'll be another sandwich right around the corner. Now, let's chat about our pal Henry Ford, the guy who dreamt of a horseless carriage. He didn't wait around twiddling his mustache, I'm not sure he had one, for the opportunity to knock politely at his door. Nope, he rolled up his sleeves, grabbing whatever tools he had, and got to work. He inspired all of modern manufacturing. He might have had more of an impact on business and industry than anyone else in history. Ever see a Tesla park itself? Elon said it himself. He owes Henry Ford maybe the biggest debt of gratitude and Ford may have been the most important business influence on him. And then there's our buddy Thomas Edison, the light bulb maestro. He had a dream of a lamp running from electricity, which sounds normal now, but it was really weird back then. And he faced more failures than a cat trying to catch its tail, but he didn't throw in the towel. 
Practical dreamers like Edison don't give up. They just keep inventing. And then there's honest Abe Lincoln. He dreamt of freedom for everyone, and his dream laid the foundation for a united nation. He's like the ultimate matchmaker, but for states. Okay, anyway, the Wright brothers had a dream of soaring through the skies, and now, well, airplanes are practically our second homes. Honey, I'm home for work. Lands a Boeing 747 on the driveway. And Marconi, oh, Marconi, the guy who dreamt of harnessing the invisible forces of the air. His dream gave us wireless communication and made the world one big backyard where we're all backdoor neighbors. His friends might have thought he was a little loopy, but he proved them all wrong. Hey, Marconi, stop talking to the toaster. It's not sentient. Marconi influenced the eventual invention of radio, Wi-Fi, television. Seinfeld wouldn't even exist without him. So my friends, you're in good company as dreamers of today. Dream big, act boldly, and remember, Practical dreamers aren't just dreamers, they're history makers. So go out there, dream big, because the world is waiting for your dreams to become a reality. Now here's another pearl of wisdom from Think and Grow Rich. The greatest achievement was, at first and for a time, only a dream. The oak trees? They started as acorns. Birds? Well, they were just eggs once upon a time. And in the loftiest visions of our souls, there's a waking angel stirring. Dreams, my friends, are the seedlings of reality. It's like planting a garden, but instead of veggies, you'll get a world-changing idea. So rise and shine, your star's on the rise. Remember, a burning desire to be, do, and have more is where it all begins. Dreams don't sprout from indifference, laziness, or a lack of ambition. It's like trying to microwave ice cream. I mean, it turns into a shake. That's pretty delicious. You put it back in the fridge, maybe cool it down. Anyway, all of us have been disappointed at times. We've tasted defeat during our first few months or even years of trading. And our hearts have been crushed until it felt like they were bleeding outside our bodies. But take courage. Those experiences, they'll forge the spiritual steel that you're made of. Those failures are invaluable assets. They'll teach you what never to do again and how to do things differently. It's like the markets will give you a crash course in resilience if you're willing to learn. And let's not forget that most who succeeded in trading have a rocky start and go through heartbreaking struggles before they arrive. The turning point usually arrives during some crisis. This is how it works usually. We become so, we become so exhausted with the trader that we've been that we're finally willing to change. Most traders are overly excited by alerts or, I don't know, messages from other traders or people that we think are famous and we just start following other people. Once we become exhausted from that, we learn that trading can actually be and probably is supposed to be kind of boring. And we're supposed to fail before we succeed. Edison, the world's greatest inventor and scientist, he was just like a telegraph operator. And you'll remember, he failed countless times before he succeeded. Charles Dickens began by pasting labels on blacking pots. I don't even know what a blacking pot is. The tragedy of his first love penetrated the depths of his soul and converted him into one of the world's truly great authors. That tragedy produced first David Copperfield, then a succession of other works that made this a richer and better world for all who read his books. Disappointment over love affairs, 
well, generally had the effect of driving men to drink. But Charles Dickens, it drove him to write some of the best books of all time. Helen Keller was deaf, dumb, and blind shortly after birth. Despite her greatest misfortune, she wrote her name indelibly in the pages of history. Her entire life served as evidence that no one ever is defeated until defeat has been accepted as a reality. And Booker T. Washington, we gotta mention this guy, he was born in slavery, handicapped by race and color because he was tolerant, had an open mind at all times, on all subjects, and was a dreamer. He left his impression for good on an entire nation. Beethoven was deaf, Milton was blind, but their names will last as long as time endures because they dreamed and translated their dreams into organized thought. Before passing to the next chapter, kindle anew in your mind the fire of hope, faith, courage, tolerance. If you have these states of mind and a working knowledge of the principles described, all else that you need will come to you when you are ready for it. No one is ready for a thing until she believes she can acquire it. We only achieve the things we believe are possible. There are almost no exceptions, and that's why you have to clearly visualize what it is that you want down to the finest details. Arnold Schwarzenegger described how positive visualization at a young age helped propel his careers in bodybuilding, acting, and politics. While on a train to one of his first competitions, or maybe the first, as a young man, he says, I saw myself on the stage with thousands of people screaming, Arnold, 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 he says, between clips of him flexing so hard the veins on his biceps look like an oil pipeline and thumbs upping would be voters. And when you visualize something very clearly, you believe that you 100% can get there. The state of mind must be belief, not mere hope or wish. Open-mindedness is essential for belief. Closed minds don't inspire faith, courage, and belief. Remember, no more effort is required to aim high in life, to demand abundance and prosperity, than is required to accept misery and poverty. A great poet has correctly stated this universal truth through these lines, and I quote, I bargained with life for a penny, and life would pay no more. However, I begged at evening when I counted my scanty store. For life is a just employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you have set the wages, why, you must bear the task. I worked for a menial hire, only to learn dismayed that any wage I asked of life, life would have willingly paid." End quote. Okay, it's time to do a mental exercise. Ready? I'm gonna tell you a few white lies about your future self. Number one, you can turn a $1,000 account into a $2,000 account. Number two, you can turn that into a $5,000 account, and then 10,000, and then 20, and then 100,000. It's as real as you want it to be. The little white lies I planted in your mind about your future success are completely justified by this one fact. They aren't little white lies. They're the truth about who you are really meant to become. And it'll start happening as soon as you realize you're not just meant to become that person, you are that person right now. There's nothing, right or wrong, which belief plus burning desire cannot make real. These qualities are free to everyone. I believe in the power of desire backed by faith.
because I've seen this power lift traders just like you from lowly starts to places of power, wealth, influence, peace of mind, financial freedom, and happiness. But I've also seen it rob the grave of its victims. I've seen it serve as the medium by which people just like you staged a comeback after having been defeated in a hundred different ways. I've seen it provide my own life with hope, with happiness, despite setbacks, just like every single one of us have at the beginning. Remember this, success requires no apologies and failure permits no alibis.